going to do a little break dancing uh, as I walked on, but uh, I can't, so I'm not going to. You guys know who this is, right? MC Hammer, Hammer Time. All right, we're starting a brand new series this morning called Pray, and so you got to play that song. I mean, that was that was beautiful 20 years ago. Um, so the reason that I'm really excited about this series, which is a five-week series, is because Really, no matter where you are in your journey, uh, whether you have been praying your entire life from when you were just a tiny, tiny little child, or maybe just recently you have begun to explore what it looks like to have a conversation with God, this is going to be a series where we can all get something from it because we are diving into one of the coolest books of the entire Bible. One of the reasons it's cool is because if you just like drop your Bible and it opens kind of halfway, you're there. It's a nice big book. Almost always you can just find it. It's right smack dab in the middle. It's the book of Psalms, which are inspired prayers to God. And, um, and there's just some incredibly helpful stuff that is instructive for us in terms of how do we pray? How do we improve our prayer life? So I want to ask you a question to kind of begin this message this morning. So when you think about your prayer life, when you think about your prayers and how you pray and how you have that connection with God, okay? When you think about your prayers, do you ever wish that you prayed better? Do you ever wish you were more effective in your prayer? And I don't mean like that you could say these beautiful, rhyming, wonderful, poetic prayers that sounded really good out loud. That's not what I'm talking about. But do you ever wish that you were more effective in your prayer life? So for example, do you, do you ever wish that you just, you had a better response rate from God? You ever, like a better hit rate, you know? Or maybe, maybe it was just the wait time was like decreased by 50%. Or do, do you ever, do you ever wish that when you prayed, you, you just felt more alive in that moment? Like that there was, you had the more of a feeling of a connection with God, that you were more into it, that there was just more of a sense that, that like God was really there on the other end of your, your prayers? Or do you ever wish that when you prayed and, and then you finished your prayer time, do you ever wish that you had more of those uh, senses of peace and hope and confidence, that God actually heard your prayers and that you just believed that God was going to do something? You just had that great sense of peace. You know those times when you, when you have that? Do you ever wish you had that more? Do you ever wish that you just prayed better? Well, one of the things I think that stops us or, or is a barrier to us praying more effectively is I think oftentimes our prayers are far too small. They're too small. And really what I want to talk about today is the need to pray big, to pray big prayers. And so today we're going to talk about how do we pray big? How do we pray more effectively to God. And so we are going to dive into one of the Psalms. There's 150 of them in your Bible. If you brought your Bible, please turn to Psalm 103. Or you can follow along in the back of your bulletin or go to your Bible app on your phone or whatever. But we're in Psalm 103 and we're going to start uh, from the top. So this is, this is how this Psalm starts. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Psalm 103 
is known as a praise psalm. There are different types of psalms in the Bible, and one of the categories of psalms is praise psalms. Praise psalms are basically giving praise and honor and glory and worship to God for who God is and what God has done. And so this praise psalm, Psalm 103, basically starts with a call to praise and worship our God. Now, this really is the key to praying big prayers. This is the key to praying better, to praying more effectively. And so if you want to write this in, this is really where I want us to focus our energy and our attention today. If we want to pray big, we want to pray big, effective prayers, we have to start our prayers with praise. If you want to write that in, start your prayers with praise. Praising, honoring, worshiping God. Now, this is actually something that should be pretty easy for us. Because if you think about it, we're actually wired for praise. It's just part of our natural thing that just, it just comes naturally to us. We love to focus our attention to give honor and glory and praise. Now, it's not necessarily always to God that we do this, but we find ourselves praising and focusing on and worshiping all kinds of things, don't we? I mean, what has the world been all swept up in the past few weeks? I mean, and you've seen the photos and you've seen the celebrations all across the world. I mean, man, when those goals get scored, people just go crazy, right? Check out the Colombians on this next one, man. The Colombians, they, there we go. You know what I'm talking about, baby. That these guys, it's unbelievable. I mean, can you see the intensity? Goal! I mean, it's total madness. Now, people don't have to be told to do this. We're just wired. We're wired for this. Okay, and we worship all kinds of stuff. Let's see another one. What else do we worship? Yeah. Oh, man. Some Redskins fans in the house? Absolutely. How about this next one? You guys know who this is? Okay. This is in Seoul, South Korea. Does anybody know who that is? That is Psy. Who's Psy? Gangnam Style, baby. Right? Okay. We worship all kinds of things. How about this last one? I got one more for you. Who, what's going on with these ladies here? The Biebs, man. Justin Bieber. I mean... Can you see just the raw emotion, the sense of worship and adoration? Now, here's the thing I don't understand about Justin Bieber, okay? This is kind of a tangent, but, but he's like the third most popular person on the planet or something, you know, according to like how many people are following him on Twitter and all this stuff. But no one that I know likes him. Nobody I know likes his music. I mean, are there Justin Bieber fans here? No, nah, no one's going to say yes now, right? I don't get it. It's crazy. But here's, here's the bottom line. We give our focus, our attention to all kinds of things. We're captivated by stuff. We give praise and honor and glory. We worship all kinds of stuff. It's just in us. So this is actually good news for us when it comes to our prayer life and when it comes to where we're going to start our prayers. You see, here's the deal. 
it's, it's great to be into the World Cup and all, everything except for Justin Bieber, okay? It's, it's great to be, to be into all that stuff, okay? And to give praise there, that, that's, that's fine. But we are made to worship something even bigger than those things. Check out Romans 11.36 in the New Testament. This is the Apostle Paul writing. This is just powerful, powerful stuff. It says, everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by his power. And everything is for his glory. Those last few words, man, are so amazing. Everything ultimately exists for the glory of God, including you and me. So the reason ultimately that we're here is to give God the glory to give God the praise, to give God our worship. Not just through praying or singing a song, but through everything that we do. We ultimately exist for the glory of God. Now, one thing, just so that we're all clear and on the same page in this thing about called to worship God and we exist for his glory. We don't give God the praise and the honor and the glory. We don't worship God because God needs it, okay? God doesn't need anything from us. So we don't praise God because God needs it. But here's the deal. If there is a God of the universe who created everything around us, okay, including us and including this, and this, and this, if there is a God who created all that and gave you and I life, How much does he deserve our praise? Everything, ultimately, according to Romans 11.36, is for his glory. So we don't praise God because God needs it. But here is the truth. We praise God because we need it. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Okay, verse 2 of the psalm. The psalmist says again, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I love that line right there, forget not all his benefits. Because, man, how easily do we forget? How easily do we get distracted in all the things in this world? Many, many incredible things. But how easily do we forget and we lose sight of the one who made us? We lose sight of all the benefits that are wrapped up in knowing him and having a relationship with him. So, man, it can be easy for us at times to forget about God, right? But what I'm fascinated by is, it's you know what? We never seem to forget about our problems, do we? We we never seem to forget about the things that we're worried about or the different issues that we're facing. But man, somehow it is so easy to forget about God. And who God is as we're going through life. So he says, forget not all his benefits, okay? We gotta stay focused on God. And then the psalmist goes and lists all these things about God, starting in verse three. He is one who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things. Excuse me. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. 
he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. So what the psalmist is doing here is he's basically putting all of his focus on who God is, forgetting not his benefits. And he's basically reminding us we cannot lose sight of who God is and what God has done. Because ultimately, we exist for his glory. We have been created to give praise, but to praise him, ultimately. So the psalmist, is what he's really doing is he's just giving us this great reminder of who God is. I got an email this past week from a friend who um, said, hey, I know we were doing this series, saw this really cool thing, and I I just love this. It's so fitting. It, It says, prayer isn't reminding God what our problems are. Prayer is reminding our problems of who God is. I thought that was pretty good. That's worth an amen right there. I'll say that again. Prayer isn't reminding God what your problems are, but prayer is reminding your problems of who God is. And really, this is what the psalmist is doing here, right? This is an incredible reminder of who God is. This is praying big, okay? Praying small is when we're focused on our things. Our, we're, we're down here in the weeds. Praying big is up here, who God is. <laughs> oh, man. And that changes so many things. So the psalmist is, is just going through all these things. He's given us this great reminder of who God is. And check this out. So he lists all these things out. So back from verse 1, he's saying that God is holy. And then in verses 3 through 7, he lists out these things. So God is the God who forgives. He's the God who heals. He's the God who redeems. He's the God who crowns us with love and compassion. He's the God who satisfies us. He's the God who renews. He's the God who works justice and righteousness. And he is the God who makes himself known, right? That's through Jesus Christ. He's made himself known. So here's the question for you this morning as we go through this prayer series the next five weeks. What if you started every prayer that you prayed this week by praising God? What if you just committed this week to praying big? We're going to start with the biggest thing that we know, and that's God. What if every single prayer, big or small, that you prayed started out with focusing on God and who God is and what God has done? What if you tried that for a week? You give that a shot? Now, there's nothing wrong whatsoever with not doing that, okay? And there's tons of psalms that actually don't begin with praise. It's just full on into, oh God, please help me. I'm on my knees. I'm desperate. And you'll have those, you'll have plenty of those prayers. But what what I want you to try and do is just for this week, just for this one week, could we start with who God is? Could we start by giving God the praise? We're going to get into, you know, the 911 prayer. We're going to get into that next week, all right? So, so we're going to spend a lot of time, and there's nothing wrong with those prayers whatsoever. But what if this week we just tried it? Start with God. Start with praising God and see what happens, okay? Because praise is a powerful thing. And I want to talk about two things that starting our prayers with praise brings. The first one is that it brings perspective, It brings perspective. When you pray big, when you start with God, it brings perspective. So the psalmist, he actually continues for the next several verses, and he continues to focus on who God is. And he's offering up these prayers of praise to God. And then we get down to verse 15. And in verse 15, 
Something has shifted for the psalmist at this point, based on all the praising he's done in the beginning. It says in verse 15, this is what the psalmist writes, The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone. And its place remembers it no more. It's a little bit of a sobering thought there, right? But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. So the psalmist, all this focus on praising God and focusing on who God is and what God has done has brought the psalmist some tremendous perspective here. Because the reality is this, when we focus our attention on God, we start our prayers big, focused on God, what we realize oftentimes is when we start with God and we look at God's attributes and his qualities and his nature, right, and the things of God, then all of a sudden, a lot of the things that we had on our minds and on our hearts as we began that prayer, we, we see them in a different light. And a lot of those things, we realize that ultimately, in the light of eternity, they just don't really matter as much as we thought they did before we started our prayer. I know when I was in high school, I was focused definitely on some things that looking back, I realized really didn't matter all that much. So I remember when I was 16, I was so blessed. Actually, I got a car from my parents when I was 16. It was my own car to drive. It just wasn't the car that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I was looking for something sporty. This was like my ticket to popularity and fame. And all, my whole life was going to change based on the car, right? I mean, no guy ever thought this, but just, just me, right? And so I get this. I, I'm looking, test driving different cars that I really wanted. And I end up getting this nice, boxy little Ford Escort, okay? Not, not the picture I had in my mind, okay? And, and legitimately... Um, and I don't, I don't remember, okay? I don't remember like what my prayers were like back then, but I can tell you, I can imagine what they were like because I just know where my thoughts were. I was totally fixated on being popular and, and being cool and, and, and just, the, the, you know, this whole car thing. I just remember being so frustrated that I didn't have this great car. So fast forward a little bit and um, I find myself with my church youth group uh, on a mission trip down in Mexico, and we go down there, we build a house for a, um, a, a widow and 11 kids she'd brought off on the street and one, and one of her own uh, natu- natural-born uh, children. And so she's got 12 kids. She's literally living out on the street. And through uh, three days, we actually built her a house that was smaller than my bedroom. It was this tiny, tiny little house. And I got to tell you, that experience completely rocked my world. I, I caught a glimpse of God's value system. Like, I, I, I felt so much love and significance and purpose. All of a sudden, like, in light of this incredibly grand thing that I had just been a part of, I, I was crippled thinking about going back to Cincinnati, Ohio, and all the complaining that I had done about this car that I actually owned when I just was helping to build a house for someone who didn't even have a place to live. It was absolutely 
staggering. So basically, in light of this grander purpose and this vision for what God was doing in the world through just ordinary people, it was absolutely unbelievable. My, my perspective completely shifted. And, and I actually went, like this, literally, the, the last time that I ever had a negative thought, the last time that I ever ever had a complaining moment in my mind when I was thinking about my, my car or my situation with my family or whatever was just before we left for that trip. Everything changed for me because I, I was part of something bigger, something grander. And my, my heart then changed to, to saying, God, how, how can I, what can I do in this world? How, how can I help? Where are you moving? How, how can I love and serve people? Catching a glimpse of what God was doing in the world changed everything for me. What's interesting, and, and maybe you can relate to this at a time when you've, when you've actually been, you know, forced yourself to start your prayer with focusing on God first, then praising God for who he is. But, and, and if you haven't done that in a while, you don't remember, try it this week. Because one of the things that will happen to you is you'll go into your prayer time and you, you've already got your, your list of things that you, you're wanting, okay? You've, you, whether you've written them down or they're just in, the, in your mind, but you know, you've got your, your needs, you've got your things you're coming to God with. You start with praise, okay? You start with who God is and what God has done. You focus there. You pray big. What you will find is oftentimes what you are getting ready to ask for, it gets shifted. The, the, the kind of things that come out of your mouth will be different, be, just because you started with praise. Because now your perspective has shifted. And now based on who God is and what God is doing, it, it just changes you. It will change. It will alter the direction of your prayer. Praise brings powerful perspective. So that's the first one. brings perspective. The second thing that praise does is it brings power. Praise brings power. Now, there are countless stories in the Bible of times when God's people were gathering to praise his name, to give God glory and honor, and were lifting up prayers to God. And all of these different ways and things that God did, God moved in incredible ways. Miracles took place, and people were healed, and all kinds of crazy things happened. There's, there's no shortage of times we see biblically where people are praising God and there's just an incredible move of God's spirit. Now, some of us have actually experienced that right here in this room. Times when, you know, maybe our music team's playing and we're singing a song of praise to God and something just happens. It's like the spirit of God just gets unleashed in you and you can feel it. It's countless people tell me that they've walked in and the music is going and the next thing they know, they're crying and they have no idea what's going on. Just no clue. That's the spirit of God moving powerfully. There are times right here in this room where you have just, you know, you've just been kind of focusing on God, praising God for who he is. And then all of a sudden you realize God is softening your heart. God is speaking to you. God is telling you to do something. So many of us have experienced that. See, just our act of praise and focusing on God is so powerful because it unleashes God's spirit in us to move and do amazing things. But one of the things that, that um, I want to talk about uh, on a little bit more of a, of a um, 
kind of a tangible level. That's kind of hard to, that's, that's, that's just a big God thing, okay? But on a, on a tangible level, I think one of the things that's really interesting about our praise and how it brings power is that when we focus on God and who he is and, and what he's done, it actually gives us power in our prayer life. And let me try and explain this to you. So there was a disciple named John, and he was a follower of Jesus. He was with Jesus for years during Jesus' ministry. And uh, he wrote the Gospel of John, and then he also wrote a few other letters, which they weren't very creative when they were coming up with the different names for these letters. And so they just called it, they had the Gospel of John, and they had First John, Second John. It wasn't, it wasn't very good, but it, it helps you to, to kind of know the order anyway. So in First John 5.14, this is what John writes. You know, he, he knew Jesus as, as well as anybody. And this is what he says. He says, this This is so powerful. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us. So let's look at that for a second. So what John is saying there is he's like, we can come confidently before God. Why can we approach God so boldly, so confidently? Because we know that if we ask for anything, and here's the key, according to his will, okay, if we go and we know that this is in alignment with who God is and his will, his character, his nature, that he hears us, that we're good. It's going to happen. This is so powerful. So when you pray and you have focused on praising God for who he is and what he's done. What this does is it allows you to get in sync with God, with his heart, with his nature, with his attributes. And all of a sudden, what you start doing is you start praying in line with God's will. And when you do that, you can be so confident in knowing that God is going to answer. You know, my, my children, I have three kids, nine, seven, and five. I have two girls, and then I have a boy in the middle. And um, my, my kids, they're just at that age where they just, they kind of re- rely on, you know, their mom and dad for pretty much everything. And so they're constantly asking us for stuff all day long. But there's two things that they're just always asking for that rise above everything else. The two things are sweets and screen. Screen time, TV. You know, all, the, all that goes along with, with that. Sweets and screen time. But the thing is, they don't confidently ask for those things. They don't. Why don't they ask confidently for those things? Because they know that that's not in alignment with my will or my wife's will, right? So they will come, not confidently, they will come persistently. They will come annoyingly. Daddy, please, please. Come on, why can't I have just one more cupcake? Please, please, right? Come on, one more show. Come on, please, 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 please. They will come that way. But they don't come confidently. It's a different thing. However, on the very rare occasion that we're having dinner and we've actually provided a vegetable that they like, okay? You know how rare this is, right? So there's always vegetables on the table, but a vegetable that they like and and they're not being forced to eat Man, that rare occasion, like, oh my gosh, cheesy broccoli? Oh, dad, can you pass that over? I mean, they, they know, right? There is such confidence 
in their voice, right? Or they know that we're big into reading in our family. So, man, when they get their hands on a book that they're actually into, and it's not just part of, okay, come on, you, this is just reading time. But when they're, they're so into it, all of a sudden, when they ask, they're like, hey, I, you know, I know we just finished that, and I know we got to do this, but, you know, dad, come on. Can, can we just read one more chapter? They, they come so boldly. I mean, they're basically like, well, you know you love us reading, dad. So can we read just, just one more? Dad, come on, fire the broccoli over here. I'd be like, yeah, that's all, that's all, you know, that's all I prepared. I'd have to like go into the fridge and, 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 you know, get more and steam it up and put the cheese on it. Like, but dad, it's broccoli. It's like a perfect food. They, they know, right? They know what I'm going to do. I go to the fridge and I get some more broccoli right in the middle of my meal. See, the reason that they're confident is because that they, they know me. And, and my wife, and they know our values. And so they can boldly ask. This is the confidence that they have in approaching me, that if they ask for anything according to my will, they pretty much know it's a done deal. How much more is this the case with God? Jesus even talked about this. He, he talked very specifically about this. He said, you know, you know, hey, if you ask your earthly father for some bread... Is he going to give you a stone? And he goes into this thing, and then he says, so how much more? Your, your, your earthly father, man, your earthly father's not perfect. I mean, God's perfect. How much more is your perfect heavenly father going to grant your request? So this all really comes ultimately from Jesus, this confidence that John talks about. We see it. Jesus actually said this in John 14, 14. This is so cool. Jesus says, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. Now, I know that there's some of you here, and you're like, awesome, man. That looks cool. Those Powerball numbers, in Jesus' name, just say it good and deep and spiritual. You know, is that what you're saying, Jesus? Because, man, I would do a lot of good things with that money. I'd only keep like just a little tiny couple million. The rest would go to all kinds of good causes all over the world. Is that what Jesus is saying there? Man, there's this, there's this couple words right there. In my name. In my name. What do you think that means? Is that just, in Jesus' name? Oh, hallelujah. No. According to his will. There it is. So, this is why prayer is so incredibly powerful. Now, you can try the Powerball numbers, but that's not going to work. I'll just let you know that right now, okay? But praying in Jesus' name is basically this. Okay, you've just spent some time focused not on you, but on God and who God is. And, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, you're just, you're just praying. You're, you're focused on God's qualities, his nature, his attributes, his character, his heart, his will. And as you're doing this, you realize, okay, God, this is who you are. This is what you're about. I know these certain things. And all of a sudden, if you can get your heart in line with God's heart, you say, okay, God, I know this is a big deal to you. So would you help me with this? God, I know that you are love. Could you help me? There's someone in my life and I can't love them. 
Would you please help me to love them? God, I know that you talk so much about forgiveness. It's an essential part of who you are. God, would you help me to extend that forgiveness to somebody else? God, you came to serve. That's, that's what Jesus came. He came. All he did on this earth was to serve. When we follow him, that's what we're called to do. God, Jesus, I don't want to serve. Could you help me to have more of a servant's heart? Could you help me to be more humble? You start praying those prayers, and many of you know, those are scary prayers, aren't they? Why are they scary? Because they get answered like, like right now. Give me an opportunity to go out, and the next thing you know, like someone runs into you. It's, it's insane. But this is why starting our prayers with praise is so powerful, because it brings us in line with God's will. We start asking for broccoli and reading time and we start forgetting about the stuff that's really not very good for us anyway, right? And the stuff that we've been focused on that in the light of eternity actually doesn't have as much significance as we're giving it when we just come to God just saying, God, I'll help. Okay, again, we're going to talk about that next week. There's nothing wrong with those prayers. Nothing at all. Doesn't mean for the rest of your life. Now, every time you got to go, oh God, I'm just so thankful. Praise you. It doesn't mean that, okay? But there is something powerful to starting our prayers with praising God for who he is and what he's done. So here's what I want us to do. For, throughout this series, this is a five-week series, I'm going to give you a little challenge. So the challenge for the whole series, challenge for the whole series, basically for the rest of the month, and then a challenge for this week. The challenge for the month is the first 15 challenge, okay? I want to challenge you to give God your first 15 minutes of your day. Your first 15 minutes. Again, if there is a God who has made everything, everything, including you, could you give him 15? Could you give him your first 15? And see what happens. See, we're doing a series on prayer. That's what this is. So instead of just talking about it for the next five weeks and nodding our heads and going, oh yeah, that's right, that sounds good. Why don't we try and do it? (laughs) If it is so powerful, why don't we try and put it in motion? So if you like a challenge, there you go. First 15. Give your first 15 minutes to God. And one of the things that I would love to do is... If you do that, and then you start to have some stories, some stuff starts to happen for you, maybe God just starts to shift your perspective or change some of your prayers, or you see God start to show up in powerful ways, you know, whatever that looks like, we would love to hear about it. In fact, we have set up uh, a, a special um, email account that you can email us at stories at trygrace.org. Stories at trygrace.org. If you have any story of something that God has done throughout this series, we would love for you just to send an email to stories at trygrace.org. Now, that's the challenge for the series. Give God your first 15 minutes. Now, for this week, what I want to challenge you to do is start every prayer that you pray this week by praising God. If you're in a real hurry and you're calling up one of those 911 prayers, it's like, oh God, you're awesome. Okay, here we go. Okay, but give me something. Let's give something to to start our focus and pray a big prayer because we have a big God who is bigger than any problem, anything that we're going through today. So could you start every prayer this week by focusing on who God is and what God has done? Now, 
maybe you're like, okay, that's cool. That would take me like three seconds because I don't know a lot about God and I can't remember all these different qualities and attributes. Okay, let me give you just a couple practical things that you can do. The Psalms, they are, I believe that God has given us this gift right in the heart of our Bible, these 150 Psalms that help us when we don't have words, we can read them. You can, I'm telling you, you flip through a few Psalms, you'll find some words that resonate. You can just either say, God, that's my prayer, and you just read it out or write it out. Or that kind of inspires you to, to then be able to have some words of your own to God. In, in the psalm, starting in about Psalm 92 to about 120, about, so 90-ish to 120, there's tons of praise psalms. They're not just there. They're scattered all throughout. But there's a huge chunk, like 90 to 120. And that would be an awesome place this week to just keep a bookmark, keep a placeholder, and just to flip through. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll find something in there. And these, these psalms will help you to focus on who God is and what God has done. Just giving God praise. Now, if you're a music person and you're like, man, I like to have some, you know, some worship music or whatever, you can try a Christian radio station. Um, one, of, one of the uh, stations that, that I like, it's actually a, a Pandora station. It's Hillsong United. And I just find that they have a lot of praise songs. They got a lot of songs that's not just about us and our condition and our struggle and this and what we're feeling and what we're thinking. And those are great. But if you, if you're like, man, I got five minutes, I got like one song here, okay? And my first 15, try, try Pandora or Spotify or whatever, but uh, look for Hillsong United. And um, that is some really, really good stuff. But however you do it, whether you listen to music, whether you know you're reading through the psalms or maybe you're just oh man i'm good i got this you know paper and pen down on your knees whatever it looks like for you but start every prayer this week with praise and you will see if you do that you'll see god will i'm telling you god will change he will change your perspective on a, in a lot of different ways and it is a powerful powerful thing so what we're going to do is I'm going to pray for us and uh, we're, we're, we're finishing just about five minutes before service ends because I want our music team to come back up and uh, they're going to play a song that is really just focused on who God is. And I want us, uh, after we pray, I want us all to stand and, um, and just, you know, wh- wherever you are in your journey, maybe there's some of you, you're like, I don't even know if God's there and I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, but could just for five minutes, could you just suspend some doubt and could you just allow yourself to just say, well, if there is, if there is a God of the universe, can we just give him five minutes, right? And if you're not a big singer, just, just, just open your heart, just listen, all right? So I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to sing this last song, and then we're all going to go, and we're going to pray big this week, all right? So you bow your heads with me, let's pray. Uh, God, we want to say thank you for this incredible treasure trove of prayers that you've put right in the middle of our Bibles. Uh, we thank you for what they teach us about you. Uh, God, help us this week to, um, to lose ourselves in you. What a blessing it is. We can lose ourselves and our troubles and our perspective. And we can trade them for something so much bigger. God, um, just I know it's going to be tough because the work week's going to hit. And we're going to get busy. But God, I just pray that you would just, for this week, just give us a heart for prayer and for praising you. And that, um, Lord, we would do it 
ultimately because you deserve it. It's for your glory. But also, God, you love us and and you're just so wise and and caring that you know that this is good for us too. So um, I just pray that it would be such a blessing and that for some of us, it would be a habit that we start and that we continue for the rest of our lives. We want to pray big. We thank you for being a big God. We give you this last song for your glory because you're worth it, because you deserve it, God, and because we need it. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Grace Community Church, a church for people who don't go to church, meets on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. in Arlington, Virginia. Connect with us anytime at trygrace.org.